We are live. We are live. This morning we are very thankful and we are grateful for another opportunity, another chance to stand before the people of God and uh, honor the Lord and uh, honor those that's in our, on our online community. We are very thankful for you uh, uh, being a part uh, of being on the online community. We praise you. We praise you for that. Uh, and we are so excited about what the Lord is doing uh, this hour and this time. We have been uh, uh, teaching on a series uh, called uh, Are You Battle Ready? Are You Battle Ready? And we did part one and we did part two. And we discovered some things in the scripture about our adversary. And, uh, and as I've forestated, until the Lord tells me something different or to go a place different, uh, we'll continue to expose the enemy. We're going to continue to do that. Um, so today, even though it's going to be a, a part three to Are You Battle Ready? But the subtitle would be The Great Debate. The Great Debate. Father, bless your word. We thank you, sanctified in the name of Jesus. Amen. We invite your attention to the book of Job, to the book of Job. The book of Job has been known to be a book of suffering. It's, it's known to, to um, exemplify one's life, um, a man's life, and what all he went through, what all he went through. But it's amazing to see where not only, as we've been speaking about the adversary, the enemy, we also now we're going to bring into God into the picture, and then you're going to understand what we're talking about when we're talking about the great debate. Now, in Job chapter number 1 is, is where we're going to, to begin. The book of Job, chapter number 1 in the Old Testament. Verse number 1 in uh, the book of Job, chapter 1, it says, There was a man in the land of us whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil. So here we have, we have, we have someone by the name of Job. The name Job means hated. His name also means counted as an enemy. He had been counted as an enemy uh, uh, in regards to Satan. Satan hated him. He was considered an enemy. But I noticed something. He was from the land of us. And, and that, that particular uh, land is where Abraham was. And Abraham was an a idol worshiper. He was a moon worshiper. And, and, and God had called him from that place, that, that region. But now, here it is. Here's another man named by the name of Job who is coming from the same region. But the thing is, that it, it gives his character. The Bible says that he was perfect and upright. He feared God and he hated evil. God gives, an, here he gives his character. He, he talks about him. Now, let's drop down to, to verse number six. And before we read number six, we have to understand that Job was a man of great wealth. Uh, from, verses, uh, from verses two uh, through five, it talks about his wealth. He, he talks about all the cattle and all, all that he had and and he was, it said, out of the, the whole entire east, he was the greatest of all men that was in the east. So he was a powerful man. But not only was he a powerful man, but he was a man of prayer. Now, it's interesting. He, he prayed for his children. 
the, uh, the Bible says that Job said he had to offer up sacrifice just in case his, his children had sinned. So he always prayed for his children. And he, he also states the fact that they may have cursed God in their heart. So Job lifts it up prayer for his family. So we see the type of man that Job is. But now the Bible says in, in, in verse number 6, it says, Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And look who's coming with the sons of God as they present themselves unto the Lord. The Bible says, And Satan came also among them. Now, the adversary, he is always there. He, he's always an accuser of the brethren, what the Bible says. He shows up now, and here comes the great debate. Now, the Bible talks about, and, and Peter, how that our adversary, because he tells us to stay alert. He says, stay sober. He said, and the reason being that the devil, the devil himself, he's walking to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. He's, he's, he's trying to get somebody. He's, he's, he's trying to catch us at, at our lowest point. Now, in verse number 7 says, in Job chapter 1, it says, And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence cometh thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down. Hmm. He identifies, God, God sees him. He, he identifies. He said, Now, Satan, where are you going? And so Satan says now, I'm going to and fro. I'm walking up and down. And see, his whole purpose now is to find somebody that he can devour. That, that's the ultimate goal of Satan himself. Now, it's amazing that, that God would have a debate. Here comes a debate between uh, a debate between God and Satan about this man by the name of Job. And, you know, you're going to find out that he debates about our lives too. Amen. He debates about our life. Now, verse number 8 says, And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant, hmm, Job? that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and he hateth evil. Now, what God does, he singles out this man called Job because he knows that the adversary is looking, he's seeking somebody that he can devour, and God says, have you considered Job? Job had no clue. That, that God and Satan was in debate about his life. He had no clue. And so God, what God did, he says, well, have you considered? He said, this man is perfect. He is upright. He's matured in his faith. I mean, he's matured. He, he fears me. He, he hates. He hates evil. And God said, well, have you considered him? Consider him. Consider him. Now, let's go to 1 Peter. Keep your place in the book of Job, okay? Let's go to 1 Peter, chapter number 3. 1 Peter, chapter number 3. Because we're talking about this great debate, great debate that God has. God has between the adversary and himself. 1 Peter, chapter 3, and we're going to look at verse 14. 
Now, before we decide that that um, everybody's going through, uh, uh, God releases the enemy on, on our, all of our lives, we want to look at 1 Peter chapter number 3, verse number 14. Verse 14, New Testament. Are we there? 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 14. It says, But, and if ye suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are ye. Hmm. And be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. So he says here now, if you're suffering, make sure you're suffering for righteousness' sake. Not because you put yourself in a situation and you brought calamity upon yourself or suffering, but it talks about suffering for right doing. That's what he's talking about. If you suffer for that reason, then he says you're blessed, you're happy. Blessed are you when you can suffer for righteousness' sake. Now look at verse number 17. It says, For it is better if the will of God be so, that ye suffer for what? Well-doing than for evil-doing. See, everybody that's suffering, they're not suffering for well-doing. Don't, don't, you know, mankind can't fool himself. You know, because God says it's better to suffer for doing right than doing wrong. So we get to understand that. Now, let's go back. Let's go back now to, to the book of Job. Go back to the book of Job, chapter number 1. Let's go back to the book of Job, chapter number 1. Talking about this. This great debate, the great debate, <clears throat> book of Job, the great debate. The book of Job, chapter 1. Now, let's look at verse number 9, verse number 9. Now, God has, has released Satan. He, 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 he's, he's there. It's like playing a, a chess game. That them, you are the pawn on, on, on the game, and God is moving, and, and Satan is also has a move. And so now he says this. Now this is how Satan responds to God. Uh, it says, Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doeth Job fear God for no? Does, 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 do, does Job really fear, fear you, God? You know, it's like, do we really fear God when things come up on See, Satan questions God about us. He's, he's in a conversation. The Bible, as we stated, he's an accuser of the brethren. He don't mind talking about us to God. He, he doesn't have a problem about that. But he wants to point out some things. Now, this is what Satan points out to God. Now, he's, he's, he's one that will gather evidence against you. So what kind of evidence do you have that, that Satan would just reach and gather evidence against you and present it to God? Remember now, he says, he, he, he comes along with the sons of God to present themselves. And now what he's doing, he's, I've gathered some evidence. Now, I, God, I'm going to present it to you. And what, what, we're going to test this man called Job. I'm gonna, God says, uh, he's going to test us. Because when we name the name of Jesus, we have a bull's eye on our back. When we stand for righteousness sake, we have a bull's eye on our back. Watch how the adversary begins to gather evidence about our lives, okay? Now, looking at verse number 10, it says, watch, this is Satan talking. He says, has not thou made a hedge about him hmm, and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? 
Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. You see what's going on. Satan has already been there. He's checked you out. He's checked you out. This is the way he said to God. Now listen. He said, now, the reason why I can't touch him is because you've got a hedge around him. See, there are some times in our life it seems like everything seems to be smooth sailing. See, that hedge is up. The hedge is up. But what Satan says, he says, now listen, I can't touch him because you've got, you got a hedge. You've got protection all around him, so I can't get to him. See, that's how it is. God will protect us until he decides to, uh, to drop that hedge because Satan has uh, uh, got into debate with him about what he wants to do. He, he wants to prove us, uh, prove God wrong about us. They ain't going to live for you if, you if they go through hard times. Yeah, they, they, they won't do that. They won't continue to, to worship you. Understand something. Job was a worshiper. He was a he was also a, he was a worshiper. Now the Bible says. Now Satan says. Now look, he said, God, you got a hedge about it. You got it about his house, and on, and then he says on every side. That means he's gone from every corner of our spiritual house, our physical house, trying to get in to tear us down. And so he said, Listen, I can't touch him. You got a hedge around him. I cannot touch them. He said, I done been to every side, and I can't get to them. Ain't that like God's protection? Ain't that powerful? That's how God is. He will protect his children. He will protect us. But the devil keep on working. because You know, the Bible says he's walking now. He's walking up and down. He's always on the hunt. He's always uh, looking for someone. He's always on the prowl trying to find somebody that he can devour. But he can't get to us unless God gives him permission. God gives him permission. Now, he says now, not only is he protected on every side, but then he says, but you didn't bless the work of his hands and his substance has increased. You know, in other words, he said, listen, he's got wealth. You blessed the man. Naturally, he's going to serve you. He's got it going on. See, he's gathering evidence. He's been at your house. He's been at my house. And he knows what you got. He, 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 he said to God, listen, the only reason why they're serving you is because you blessed them. That's the only reason why they are serving you. That's the only reason why. But then, th- that's the test. Now, watch, watch Satan. Watch Satan now. Verse number 11. He says, but put forth thine hand now. He's t- Satan's talking. He's telling God, say, now listen, you put forth your hand. He's trying to get, get God to move his hand against us. Satan says, now, you put forth your hand and touch all that he has, and he will curse thee to thy face. Mm. Can you still serve him when you're depleted of your resources? Can you, can you still serve him? Because see, that's what, see, Satan knows that man is in love with stuff. So what he does, he's going to touch that. He said, now, can they, will they still uh, worship you when, they, when your finances are depleted, when you can't make ends meet? Seems like everything is going wrong when it looks like all hell has broke loose in your house, in your home, on your job. When you've lost your job, when your children are going astray, can you still serve God? See, that's what he's saying. This. He said, you just touch them. 
But just think about it. Will you still, will they still serve you if, if he attacks your family? And all of a sudden you're like, my children have gone crazy. Can, he said, can you still worship God? Can you still praise his name? When, when you're going through, can you still give God a praise? That's, that's what he was saying. He said, you done blessed him. That's why he's praising you. That's why he's doing what he's doing. Watch God. Because, see, God knows his people. God knows his, his children. Now, verse number 12 says this. Verse number 12 says, And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. So all that he has, he turns it over. He said, okay, Satan, all that he has now. You know, the, 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 you got power to completely annihilate what he has. You, 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 got, you got the power. You, you know, you can, okay, allow them to lose their job. The plant might shut down. You know, you might have to get to, you might get fired. You know, but so God said, just touch, go ahead and touch him. Go ahead and touch him. And then the Lord says in verse 12, and the Lord says to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in thy power. Only upon himself, put not forth thine hand. God said, listen, you can't have his life. You can take that stuff, but see, you can't take his, you can't take his life. See, that, that's how wonderful God is. God will allow us to lose stuff. And he will allow those things to happen at the hands of the enemy. But the fact remains, God is saying, you can't take his life. That's mine. And he said, the reason why you can't take it is because, he said, I paid the price for it. I shed it my, my blood on, on Calvary. I died on the cross. So I, I paid for it. The Bible says we have been bought with a price. And that price is the blood of Jesus Christ. So he said, you cannot take his life. You can take the stuff. Because, see, some of that stuff Satan gave us in the hand. Some of that stuff, you know, the enemy didn't give us. Amen. He said, now, some of that stuff is yours. You go ahead. Go ahead and touch it. But you can't touch his life. You, can't, you cannot touch his life. Now, before we go into verse number 20, we've got to understand what happens. What happens here, when God gives Satan permission, the Bible says that Satan won his way. He went forth from the presence of the Lord, which means, okay, he's ready to do some work. He's already checked you out now. He's already gathered evidence. And all of a sudden, what happens? Now, you remember he has a man of great wealth. All of a sudden, the enemy attacks him, and everything that he has is gone. Can you still serve God when all that you have is gone? He, he had completely, not even down to his service. Now, Job was not a poor man. Job was a wealthy man. He was a wealthy man. And as the servant came and he began to tell Job, he said, listen, he said, the, the, everybody's dead. All that you have is gone. I mean, it's just completely gone. It's completely annihilated. And, and then before that servant can get that out of his mouth, here, here comes something. Have you ever been to a point where it's calamity after calamity? You know, hardship after hardship. Maybe, maybe everybody ain't been there. I've been there some time, from time to time. Amen. From one thing to another, it's always something. You know, calamity. Things start happening in your life. And before you can get, get at a place of peace and settle down, boom, here it comes again. The next thing comes, he, not only does he take his wealth, but he takes his family. He takes his family. 
those same children that, that, that he had began to, to pray for, and he lifts up his, his, his voice to the Lord. He gives burnt offerings unto the Lord. And, and those same ten children, now the Bible says, you say, a whirlwind has come, another servant comes, a whirlwind has come, and now they are all dead. Can you imagine losing all of your family at one time? That is mind-blowing. I don't, know how, I don't know how mentally that, that, that we can even sustain that. It's one thing to, to, to gain one child or lose one child, but to lose all of them? He had ten children. He had seven sons and three, three daughters. He lost every one of them. When, when God told Satan, he said, go ahead. <laughs> you, you can touch his stuff, but you, can, you can't touch him. All of a sudden, he, 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 Satan said, okay, the hedge is down. God said, God allowed the hedge to come down. And once he allowed that hedge to come down, Satan went to work. And when he went to work, he took his resources. See, the, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. See, the resources that he took, especially he used those oxen and all those things to, to offer up burnt offerings. So that thing that he wanted to offer up to God that he had to use, he said, I'm going to take that first because I don't want him to offer up nothing to God. I'm going to take those things he used for a burnt offering that he's been using to, to pray for his children, to, to pray for his entire household. But you know, strangely, I didn't see where he was burning a a burnt offering for his wife. Now that that just came to me. He 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 does it for his children because he said they may have cursed God in their heart. And, and, and but now he's stripping him. God allows him to strip him of everything that was good to him. Everything, everything. But look at Job's response. Let's look at Job's response. In verse number 20, how, how does he respond to calamity? How do we respond to calamity when, when everything seems like it's, 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 it's totally messed up? This is how Job responds on, in first, the first chapter of Job, verse number 20. The Bible says, the Bible says, then Job arose. He got up. He must have been down and having a, 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 a pity party. He says, and Job arose, and he rent his mantle, he shaved his head, he fell down on the ground, and look what he did. What, what did he do? He worshipped. His response to calamities in his life was worship. Can we still worship when we're going through difficult times in life? Can we still praise God? When, when we see that everything is happening, everything is going wrong, can we still do that online community? Can we still praise God? Even though he got bad, can you still praise God when you get some bad news? Can you say, you know, the, blessed be the name of the Lord? Can, can we still do that? You know, when, when, when you think you've got a little bit of money, that you've got a little extra, and the next thing you know, something tore up in the house and you got to spend that extra. Can you still praise God? Anybody been there? Amen. You know, you're going through from one place to another. And can you still worship? Can you still praise God? God is saying, see, it's a great debate. It is awesome to be chosen by God. 
to be chosen, handpicked by God to go through, to be in a test that Satan and God is using you. And you have no clue what's going on. Can you imagine being chosen for, for th- that journey? Sometimes I say, God, the, the journey that I'm on, God, the, the, this journey is rough. It's rough, God. But then I had to come to the understanding, it's not my will, but his will be done. His will be done. The, the journey that, that, that we are on, it's it just so awesome. And God has ordained the journey that we have. Everybody's journey is different. But God's saying, can you still praise me? Because, see, Satan wants to prove God to be alive to say, listen, they don't love you. They, they don't care nothing about you. You, you. you keep giving them the stuff. And they keep messing it up. You know, but, but, the, but if you, you take everything that they have. See, that's the enemy. We've got to understand the arch enemy because it's not our brother. It's not our sister. It's not the people on the job. It, it, it's none of that. It's not in the family. It's not that. It's Satan himself. Listen. You all, we all are in a place right now where God's, and, and Satan is in a debate over our lives, whether or not we're going to make the end of this journey, or whether or not we're going to hit, we're going to make it to our destiny, if we're going to make it. Because it's Satan's ultimate goal to make sure we do not reach our destiny. And our destiny is eternal life. It's not nothing in, in, in the materialistic You know, our destiny is eternal life. And he is doing everything that he can that we will burn in hell and not live with the Father forever and ever. Our destiny is is eternal life. That's what we're shooting for. It doesn't matter about what's what's taken from us. Because, see, nine times out of ten, most times, stuff will separate us from God. We can get so caught up, the things that we have, we forget about God. You know, and Satan uses our flesh as a tool. He uses our flesh as, as a tool. Now, as, 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 as Job responds, watch what Job says in verse number 21, in, 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 in Job chapter number 1. Verse 21, this is what he says. This is, this is what he says. Now, he says, and then he's talking about Job after he worships. He said, and say it, Job is speaking, naked came out of my mother's womb. In other words, I come, I come, out, I come out with nothing, and I'm going to leave with nothing. He said, I'm naked. I, I came out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Then he says, bless be the name of the Lord. Can we, can we do that? Can, can, can the body of Christ, can we say blessed be the name of the Lord when everything has been taken from us, everything has been stripped? Job goes all the way back to the time that he was born. He said, I come into the world naked. He, he said, you know what? I'm going to leave this place and, and I'm going back the same way. He said, listen, I can't get caught up in these materialistic things. But he said, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now understand something. As he continues to praise God, he continues to praise God, looking at chapter number 2, chapter number 2, the book of Job, chapter number 2, Satan does not give up. He does not give up. 
He saw that Job would not curse God. He saw that. He witnessed that. Now, in, in Job chapter 2, the Bible says in verse 1, he says, Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. Verse 2 says, And the Lord said unto Satan, From whence cometh thou? Listen, God already knows exactly where Satan's seat is. He knows where he is. He, he knows and he sees him coming. And he says, where are you, where are you going, Satan? Satan's response, he said, he answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. See, he's been cast down to the earth. That's why in the book of Revelation, it talks about woe to the inhabitants of the earth because Satan has come to the earth. And he knows that his time is short. He knows that his time is not long. So he has to do what he has to do because the space of time that he has, that, that he knows in, in, in the end, God is about to ready to wipe everything out. So here he is now. Here he comes to our house again. We done praise God through hard times. We done praise God when we've lost everything. We have praised God when we've lost family members and loved ones. We praise God through all that. We, and, and we worship God. We continue to worship. We don't curse the name of Jesus. We, we continue to love on God. But that rascal does not give up. Satan does not give up. He doesn't give up. Why? Because not only as, as God has seed that's, that's destined for eternal life, Satan also has seed that's destined from, for hell. So he's trying to get as many people as he can to go with it. He don't want to go by himself. He wants as many folk he can to burn in hell. Now, watch this. Watch, watch, watch the word. Stage is going up and down, to and fro, seeking. Remember now, he's seeking whom he shall devour. That's why the Bible says be sober, be alert, because he's walking. He's on a continual move. And verse 3 says, and the Lord said, here comes the great debate again, and the Lord said unto Satan, have thou considered my servant Job? See, that word servant that is a worshiper. Huh. You can, when, when you have a relationship with God, you can, you can worship him in difficult times and hard times. You, you, you can worship You can still worship God. So he says, have you considered my worshiper, Job? Now, you got to understand now, Job comes from that region like Abraham, and all those folk God called Abraham out of that land. And so Job lived in, in, in an area, in a region, where them people were wicked. They were wicked. They worshipped idol gods, and they were moon worshippers. But in all that, he lived a righteous life. Can we live a righteous life for Christ, living in the world we're living in today? When everything goes, when everything's considered to, to be right, can we still live a righteous life? When, when temptation is always there, always before us, can we continue to live in a perverse generation? And you can rest assured, this generation is perverse. <laughs> it is indeed. But can, can we continue to do that? Can we continue to, to live a godly life? When everything around us is living ungodly and telling us we're wrong, we're crazy, we're stupid for, for living a life for Christ. Telling us our living is in vain. You know, you, it's more to this enjoy life. Well, 
they need to add another sentence. When you get, get to the point of enjoying life, you get to make sure whatever life you're enjoying is not a life that will lead you straight to hell. See, Satan don't tell you that part. He just tell you, go and have a good time. Enjoy. Enjoy life. You'll be all right. Yo, don't want God. God. And, he, and he's, he'll say, well, you know, God's grace is sufficient. God, God's, God's got this grace, this unmerited favor. He just loves you. He'll forgive you. Yes, he will forgive you. But he will beat your honey. The Bible says he will chastise. He chastises those that he loves. He, he chastises. That means he beat. He beat us. To get us in line. Somebody said, well, we, why would a loving God beat his children? Because he knows without that rod, because Solomon says, if you spare the rod, you'll spoil the child. That not only goes for small children, but that goes for us adults too. So that's why God don't spare the rod, because he knows we'll get spoiled and we'll continue to do the things that we're doing. Then he says, beat them. They won't die. Um, God said, chastise He said, chastise God's going to continue to chastise He said, you won't die. In fact, you, you'll continue to get closer and closer to righteousness. If you get enough beatings, yeah, you, you'll turn around. You, you, you'll turn around and, you, and you'll submit to the will of God. You'll submit. But, but here he is. Now, back to the scripture. Watch this. Look at the debate. You know, we're talking about, are you battle ready? Yeah. Because, see, God is, is, is debating about each one of our lives with the adversary. Now, watch what he says now. He says, have you considered my servant Job? This is in verse 3. That there is none like him in the earth. That is powerful. He says, now, there's none like him that, uh, in all the earth. He says he's a perfect and upright man, one that fears God. He hated evil. And look what he says. And he's still... Holdest fast his integrity, although thou movest me against him to destroy him without a cause. He's still holding on to his integrity. Even though he's going through, even though he's lost, he's been depleted, his, his family is gone, he's still holding on. God said, God's watching us. He's watching how we're going to respond. Because, see, Satan's, Satan's job is to prove to God, they don't care nothing about you. They don't love you. But can you imagine God taking notice? And he's saying, listen, he is still holding on to his integrity. He is, his character is still in check. Even though you have caused me to move my hand against them. I know God's got some people that are still standing for the Lord. And they're going through difficult times. I know that. I mean, there are people in in this world. There are people in this house that are still standing for God. Even though they have gone through many things in their life. Many things. But God, he said, listen. After all, and, and God watching. He is watching, and he watched Job. He saw how he responded. He watching it. He watching. And then he begins to talk about his character called integrity. So he held on to it. You know how it is sometimes you want to cuss somebody out, and the Holy Ghost said, hmm, can't do that. You'll, you'll mess up your integrity. You'll mess up your, your, your testimony. You know, how you, you live an ungodly life and, and, and how it, it, God said, listen, you can't do that. 
because you're going to mess up your, your, your testimony. God, God is watching. But whenever you're going through and God sees you're holding on, you're holding on. At all, and I know people will get on our last nerve. I know that. I know that. I know that. But God said, in the midst of that, can you still, when you got that coworker that seems like, I, I don't understand, they're just, just, just driving me crazy, and Lord, you're going to have to do something. And God says, shh, hush your mouth, pray for them. You know, God got a strange way about it. His kingdom principles are different from man's principles because what happens, God told us to pray for our enemy. Now, you know us. We want them rascals that are gone. We want them dead. Can I be real? Is it, thank you, sister. Amen. But, but the kingdom principles are totally different. And, and watch this. Watch this. Verse number four, Job 2, chapter 2, verse number four. It says, And Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, yea, all that a man hath, he will give for his life. Hmm. Satan said, now listen, I couldn't get them one way because you, you, you took down that, that hedge and they, they still, they're still worshiping you. I'm going to flick their body with sickness. He said, man will give anything for his skin. He said, I, I, this is what I'm going to do. He said, now, I'm going to go to the, the next stage. He said, I'm going to uh, uh, enhance, you know, my attacks. My attacks are going to become stronger. He said, now, well, 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 let's see now. Let's see what we're going to do to him. Let's, let's see what we're going to do to Job. Now, verse 5 now, in chapter 2, verse number 5 says, he says, but put forth thine hand now. Here we go again. Satan telling God, you put forth your hand. And touch his bone and his flesh, and he will curse thee to thy face. See, Satan, he, he never gives up. You know, if you're, you're going through, have you ever been in pain, continual pain? That's what was going on. It's continual pain. He said, you go ahead and you do this. He said, now he's going to curse you to your face. You know, get down in the bone. You know, sometimes when you, your bones just ache and you're in pain and there's no remedy, nothing that you do can, can, can bring comfort and consolation. He said, now, this is what you do. He said, now, you allow me to touch his bone because, you know, you know we, are, we are in love with ourselves, right? That's why they call that thing selfie. <laughs> when you take that picture, they call it selfie. You know, it's about self. I mean, you know, me, I, and all that stuff. It's selfie. We... We, how can you take a selfie? This is how crazy a man is. How can you take a selfie in, in front of a, a lion's cage? You're going to take a selfie with you in the lion. How stupid can you be? You just became the meal. You just became the meal. That, you call it selfie. You know. See, we, we, the enemy has a way. Even though it's something good to use, the enemy has a way to make it bad. He has a way. We're promoting self, selfie, selfie. Now, okay, let's get back to the scripture. Now, now he's 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 sick. Now he, he's 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 about to, to do something more drastically. Verse number six says, uh, in Job two, it says, and the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, he is in thine hand, but save his life. Can you imagine God debating you about you? 
he, he's debating. He's in, he's in, he's, he's in conversation. I thank you, Holy Spirit. He's in conversation with Satan about all of us. He's in conversation. That's scary. That's scary because, see, the Satan wants us dead. He wants us dead. He wants us dead. Now, look, look, at, look at verse number 7. Look at verse number 7. Verse number 7. God tells him, you've got to save his life, but you can touch that body. You know, you can touch that flesh. But 7 says, so went Satan forth from the presence of the Lord, and he smote Job with sores, balls from the sole of his foot, until his crown. In other words, he allowed him to break out all over. He had all kind of all kind of disease. He 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 had it all. And but watch his response. Verse number nine. Watch watch Job's response. Verse number nine. Watch God Job's response. Job, the, the, he is some kind of some kind of man. I mean, he no wonder Satan hated him. No wonder he was counted as an enemy. Verse number 9 in Job chapter 2 says, verse 9 says, Then said his who? His wife unto him, Do thou still retain thine integrity? Curse God and die. Now I understand why he didn't pray for her. He tells him. She tells him. She sees all that he's going through and still yet going through. And she looks at it, and I, I'm sure she's in pain. She's, she, it hurts her to her heart. But there comes a time when you just get sick and tired, right? He comes to, and so she looks at him, and she sees his faith in God. He, she sees it. And she tells now listen, don't listen. After everything you have gone through, you're still holding on to your integrity. You're still holding on to your character. You're still holding on to this man called God. You're still holding on. She said, now why don't you curse God and die? I mean, she didn't spoke a death sentence on him. Curse God. And then she said, die. I know she got, she didn't got tired. <laughs> she didn't got tired. She wanted him out of her for her life. She wanted him gone. She said, curse God and die. She's tired. She's tired. She, 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 she is tired. But verse number 10, and we didn't put it there, but look, watch verse number 10. It says, but he said unto her, thou speakest as one of the foolish women that speaketh. He recognized that Satan had got in her. Satan was speaking, not, not his wife, but Satan was speaking through her. So he says, now, you speak like one of them foolish women. He says, what? Shall we receive good at the hand of God, and shall we not receive evil? It says, in all of this did not Job sin with his lips. He did not release a word against God. Everything he went through, he did not come against God. The Bible says he didn't even sin. With his lips. He, didn't, he did not sin with his lips. He, he, continued, he continued to worship and praise God. So Bob said he didn't sin. Now, whenever we go through what we go through, God does not leave us. There are some other things that come into place. 
Now let's go to Job because I, I want to make sure when we, when we end the story today that we don't just have Satan on our minds as we leave from this place because we know he's up and down walking to and fro seeking him who we can desire. And we know that. We, we know that he and God attended the debate and God has said, okay, you go, you go ahead. Because see, a lot of people would turn away from God and say, if you're going to sick Satan on me, I, I don't want to serve that kind of God if he's going to put me through all that. Now, look at Job chapter number 42. Job chapter number 42. Show you the, the goodness of God. Job chapter number 42. See, in the process, uh, uh, before we get to the end of the story, in the process, Job had some crazy friends that showed up. He has, you know, when you're going through and, and you got some crazy friends that does not understand that, that, that God is in the midst of all this. And, and there they were trying to tell Job what all he has done. He surely, he didn't sin, he didn't done something. They, the, first, the first time they showed up at his house, the Bible said they sit there with him seven days and didn't say a word. Now, what kind of friends is that? They come and they sit down, and the Bible said they looked on him. He had to be looking pretty rough. And they didn't say one word. They were speechless. But they all had something to say. You know, you know how you have those friends that want to tell you how to, how to do things in your life? Amen. You know, they, they, they want to give you some sound advice. And this is why I always tell people that, 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 that that's married. It's not always good to be with, have single friends. It's okay to have friends, but be careful. Don't hang out with single friends. And the reason why, because, see, with single friends, they don't have to wash nobody's clothes. They don't have to cook nobody's meal. They can cook whenever they want to. I mean, Richard said, thank you, thank you. You know, they, 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 that's another thumbs up. They, they don't have to do none of that stuff. They, they can go and come when they will, you know. But if you're not careful, you got to see what they don't have. See, some of them would just love to have a family. Some of them would just love to have that. And so, so therefore, you got to be very careful now because, see, that very person that see you joyous and, 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 and not knowing you're going through hardships and difficulties, that very friend will begin to become jealous of you and you don't even know it. And they will deliberately try to sabotage your relationships because they don't have relationships. See, you've you got to be careful when you handpicked your friends. you got to be careful. Now, now, so, so there they are. They're they sitting there and they're talking junk to Job. Now, watch verse, uh, verse number 10 in chapter number 42. Watch what God does when, 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 when he has to deal with Job's friends and Job's enemies. Verse number 10 says, And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave, look at this, the Lord gave Job twice as much as, as he had before. The, see, when God gets through allowing Satan to de- deplete what you have, take from you, God turns around and he rewards you for holding on to your integrity. He rewards you for worshiping him, to hang, for hanging in there. He rewards you. The Bible says he gave him twice as much as what he had. Now, if he was richer than all the men in the East, I can't even fathom the type of wealth that he had. But God rewarded him, the Bible says, as, with twice as much as, as he had before. And watch verse number 12. Watch verse number 12. 
Not only did he reward him with wealth, but he also gives him more children. Hmm. Verse 12 says, so the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. So can you imagine what you had in the beginning? You thought it was a whole lot. But, but when you get through going through your test, God said, listen, your latter end is going to be much greater than, than your beginning. It's going to be much greater. So, so, so do not become dismayed. He said, the Bible says, the Lord, the Lord blessed him, not Satan. The Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. He says, for he had 14,000 sheep. 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 she-asses. And verse 13 says, he had also seven sons and three daughters. He gave him back the same amount of children that died when, when, the, when the whirlwind came. He added to Job. He, he added. So, so the thing is, what we need to understand, that when, when God is in a debate with us uh, and with Satan, that whatever we lose, whatever we've lost, God's saying, if you can make it through, if you can make it through the fire, he says, what I'll do, I will bless you far beyond what you can even imagine in your mind. He said, he would, God would do that. I will bless you. I will bless you. Can you imagine to be in a, oh, to be in overflow? Can, can your mind phantom overflow? Overflow in every area of your life. Overflow. I mean, God said, I'm going to do it like that. If you can hold on, if you can endure the test, if you can endure the hardship. He said, if you can just endure, God says, I'm going to bless you beyond measure. Bless you beyond measure. Bless you. It's not just enough not to have enough or just have just enough. We want more than enough. And the reason why, because we want to bless others. When he turned Job's captivity, he turned it when he prayed for his enemy, with them, them so-called friends. That's when things began to change for him. See, we got to stop hating. Got to stop hating. Get to pray for them folk. He got them so-called, you may got some so-called friends. That says he turned that when he prayed for his friends. Them same ones that, that talked junk about him and doubted him. He says now, he says, now Job, he even told them to give Job some money. That, that's, that's awesome. Them same ones, he said, now listen, you give them a piece of money. You, you go and you give Job a piece. See, they was rich too. So you go give Job a piece of money. Here, you know, God has a way about him. I mean, it's just powerful. A great debate. He's, he's debating our life. And you know what? We are on the winning side. We are on the winning side. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. For being on the winning side. Amen. Amen. I thank and praise God. I'm on the winning side. I'm on the winning side. Thank you, sister. That's right. We're on the winning side. I bless the Lord. I thank God. When all this is over and done, now before I cross over, He's going to bless. Yesterday, I had to go to a uh, funeral, and I <clears throat> had some situations there. 